Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. It's time for a bit of this. Warning. The following item is not recommended for little ears. Because it's time for a dose of sex therapy with Rachel Cook. It is sex therapy time and little ears warning. If you can catch this chat on the podcast after the show, if you can't listen to it right this second. So real life is back. It's 2023. Loads of listeners have been in touch after a lot a lot of time with their loved ones in recent days. And Rachel Cook, resident sex and relationship therapist, is here to look through how they got on. Rachel, Happy New Year. How are you? Oh, Happy New Year to you. Really good, thanks. And I'm so pleased we have so many people writing in with all their woes from the holiday period. Honest Scott, it's kind of like magnified, isn't it, after around Christmas? You're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's kick off, right? The first one I will give you is... Me and my partner have been go- have been together for six years. I really don't like his family, which I know is awful to say. My parents both passed away years ago, so we spend most of the holidays with his parents and siblings. I really don't want to do it anymore, but I know it will really upset him and his family will be offended. How can I handle this? Very Christmas okay. one. Okay. So, you know, it's, it sounds like, you know, this person, if they've already done this a good few years, especially in a row, it's, you know, they're probably, even though Christmas is now over and they probably want to put it out of their minds, it's like, oh, I don't think I can do this again <laughs> next yeah. year. Yeah. So um, I I'm, haven't heard, this person hasn't shared what it is that they don't like about the family. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if there are ways that it could be made more comfortable for them, such as spending less time there or maybe having your partner check in with you more or it might be deciding between you how to have a time out when it gets a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, it, if you found that what happens is you end up staying with them for days on end or overnight, which sometimes I guess might not be possible to change because maybe they're very far away and you're having to get a train or drive hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if possible, is it is there a way to change that around? It can often feel very entrenched in families, you know, what the sort of traditions are and rituals and who goes to whose house. But, yeah. you know, maybe it would be possible to talk about it and, it, you know, maybe some of them or the group of them could come to you for a shorter stint or something like that. So I would say really work out whether you can have conversations with them about this or at least your partner, you know, to see whether he can. Ideally, he's not used as a sort of mediator. But if things are really like tense or even hostile between you, then maybe it will need to be him who has a conversation with his parents, with his family. Um, you know, I think it's better to know that they're not willing or able to make it more enjoyable for you rather than just opting out. But if you simply really don't want to see them anymore, then I would say, you know, does that mean then that your partner spends Christmas with them um, or does he have to forego seeing his family? Because that's likely to cause resentment. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I'd be thinking there is I wonder if there's also still a lot of grief maybe about mm-hmm. your own parents, which might be bringing up a lot of sadness and envy, which you might find that seeing a therapist to work through that would really help because it might be just that it feels you know really unbalanced and unequal that you're not spending time with your own family and just really miss your own parents so I'm wondering if that could be part of it as well it's one of the it's it's a real it can be a real minefield can't it like around Christmas because it's it's you're you're thrown together with people you you may not see for a lot of the year in a lot of cases you spend a lot of time together and it just sort of it I I, I don't know it, it just it can be so tricky can't it 
Well, it can, and especially because there's such high expectations for people yeah. to have such an amazing time, you know, yeah. which I think has people on a bit of a hair trigger then of just like disappointment, you know, mixed with that really high expectation. Um, and also, you know, sometimes you're just not that well aligned with lots of the people or sometimes it's about the mix of people, yeah. you know, that it can be that when you're just with, let's say, your partner's sister or a couple of siblings or whatever that that works really well but then you add in the parents and suddenly it kind of goes goes mm -hmm. awry so kind of knowing your limits there as well of how you know it doesn't necessarily have to be that you have particular people who you're saying oh god I despise being around them yeah. because sometimes it's just more to do with how how people mix and so just having some awareness around that and language with your partner and ideally with those people as well so that you can just say I'm gonna head out for a walk for a bit and <laughs> I'll, I'll see you back here in, a, in an hour or so yeah you know that that might seem really weird the first couple of times you do that and they might take potentially they will judge you for it potentially they will take offense at that but if it's going to put you in a better mood and feel more sort of regulated to be able to come back in to the situation then gotta do it for sure I have another one here for you, right? It's Christmas, Christmas related as well, because someone texted in and said, my partner bought me a gym membership for Christmas. I think he's suggesting that I need to lose weight and I feel uncomfortable about that. I also don't want to go to the gym. My friends think it's out of order. Should I be angry with him? I think he meant well, but it's hurt my feelings and I'm not a gym person. Okay. So I would say, you know, I'd ask yourself, you know, has this, has your partner mentioned thinking that you should lose weight in other ways? Um, is it possible that you've expressed wanting to lose weight and he thought he was being helpful? Maybe it's that he has said that he wants to lose weight and he has been hoping that this could be something that you could do together or he's hoping that you're going to kind of motivate him yeah. to go to the gym, you know, or it could be even if you've been expressed feeling low, depressed or anxious, that maybe he's hoping that exercise could be supportive for you. I would say, you know, be direct with him and just say, you know, thanks for this gift. And I'm a bit confused as to as to why you got it for me. Um, could you could you share more about that? You know, I'm guessing that this person feels misunderstood, that feeling that their partner should have known that, um, you know, they're not into going to the gym. Um, and also then regarding the friend stuff, you know, it's a difficult one because, you know, I find that often people are reluctant to share things that are difficult in their relationship with their friends and family yeah. because they're afraid that then their friends and family will hate their partner or not want to be around them or be very judgmental. And, you know, I think there is no shoulds here. There's no should be angry with him yeah. if you are, you know, you've expressed that you're feeling hurt. So I would say, you know, express that you're, you know, say that you're feeling hurt um, to some degree, but also if possible, sort of a assuming the best in how you bring it to him because he may well have had positive intentions and you can also say it did kind of hurt my feelings and you might decide that you know you do some other form of exercise together maybe you feel defensive to begin with if he says look I know you've been having a really stressful time at work recently and you've seemed really low and we felt disconnected from each other so that was why I wanted to do it you might still feel a bit hurt about that but you can see that he was really trying to be supportive Understand so you can say better, yeah yeah, exactly. And it might be just right. I really don't want to go to the gym. I'd also look at potentially why you don't want to go to the gym. Is it simply that you're happy with your body and your health mm. and you don't need to do that and you don't want to do that and that's fine? Or is it simply that you don't want to go to the gym, but you'd quite like to do some other kind of exercise, either yourself or with him, in which case you might be able to have a chat about that and exchange the gym membership for something else that you could do together? Okay, be direct, be direct. Just be put, it direct. Out, put it out there. Um, another one, Rachel. So after spending loads of time together over the holidays, I've realised that I don't love my girlfriend anymore. Could this be 
just be because we spend so much time together or is it time to call it a day? I don't really know how to work this out for myself and I have a hunch that she's feeling something similar. What would you say to that? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot on the show about having in love feelings. You know, what we call love um, often is what is the hormonal cocktail of infatuation or what's sometimes called limerence that some of us experience at the start of a relationship. So that's the honeymoon period. And that can last a few months to up to a couple of years, depending on the person and the situation of the relationship. Um, and sometimes falling out of love is just about, you know, that kind of cocktail of hormones sort of dying down. And, you know, then, then it can mean that you realise that you're not very aligned in your values and desires for the future. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's that over time you've simply grown less compatible for each other and you're not a particularly good match, even though you were for could be three months, could be three years, could be 30 years. Yeah. Um, but it's also often I have found probably the most often it's that the people in the relationship are not putting the time and energy into the relationship for it to feel stimulating and connected. So realistically, the best way to work that out is to talk to each other about you know, what isn't feeling so kind of connected or satisfying or exciting about the relationship, you know, sort of manage those expectations. Because if you did have a honeymoon period at the start, it's probably, you know, fairly unlikely that you're going to be able to constantly maintain that. But there are definitely ways that you can go, right, is it that we have fallen out of, you know, the habit of having sort of date nights and having, you know, fun sex with each other or Mm -hmm. doing kind of activities together that make us feel close to each other? Is it that, you know, for some people, it's that they have kids together and all of their time and energy is going into that or maybe they're particularly busy at their jobs or stressed with that so just kind of sit down and have a real relationship check-in as to what's going on for both of you and you can brainstorm ways that you might be able to make that better and if out of that you decide you know that really hasn't helped and you still just don't feel very connected then maybe it absolutely is time to call it a day okay brilliant um this one is giving me the horrors right so (laughs) Someone te- someone said, I drunkenly snogged my manager at the office Christmas party. Now he's being quite suggestive and flirty with me. I'm not interested, but I don't want to make things awkward or ruin my chances of a promotion. How can I get him to cool off without making a scene? Ooh, okay. Uh. So I would say starting with what level of flirting are we talking no, I'm not suggesting that any level of flirting is okay because this you know there's obviously a hierarchical situation at work here if this person um is there is is the person who's written in's manager um however that might have been something that you know maybe they've been you know kind of flirting for quite a long time this person is now you know it's still inappropriate but they're sort of really maybe they have a strong expectation or or belief that you're also interested in that yeah. so you know i would say realistically just be honest with them you know find a find a moment to name what happened and say that you're not interested in it going any further. You know, you can kind of keep it casual, but still be firm and clear saying something like, you know, oh, I can't believe we ended up making out. It was fun, but I've got a hard line about being with people at work. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I want to do. Um, th- if that's true, you know, if what's uncomfortable for you is that um, there is that kind of hierarchy between you in, you know, in the power structure of work. If it's more that you're just not attracted to this person or into into them, um, then, you know, I would say, you know, it, it is a little bit harder to work out how to say that. But just saying, look, I'm not interested in a repeat of that. 
Um, I think that often people can be kind of torture themselves thinking that they can find the exact right words to say at the exact right time. And actually, it may not be possible for there not to be a scene. And that's not your fault because this person may not deal with rejection well. I really hope that's not the case. But, you know, you deserve not to be harassed at work. Um, If it hurts his ego, then that's his problem, not yours. And hopefully you work for a company that can support you and deal with this. You know, you don't want to be working for an organization where you can't voice concerns and take the situation seriously if, you know, your manager is actually engaging in predatory behavior Mm. because they're, you know, that is, you know, a line for this person that we don't know. If someone is being suggestive and you find it quite, you know, funny and validating, but you just don't want it to go any further, then you can say that if it's that you're genuinely worried that this person is going to be out to get you because you turn him down, then that that is a, you know, that is a kind of scary situation and you need to bring that to HR. For sure. Rachel, I've loads more to, um, I've loads more to chat to you about. We're only about halfway through these because people <laughs> had a lot of problems over Christmas. So come here, we're going gonna to take a quick track. We're going to be back with Rachel. More from Rachel in two minutes. Don't forget as well, if you fancy playing Partners Under Pressure with us a little bit later on, all you have to do is text your details to 51552 or you can mail us jen at rte.ie. There is a gorgeous weekly prize with the Faith Leg Hotel, two nights stay in one of their master bedrooms, breakfast on both morning, dinner on one on night of your choice. And then just for taking part, we have a Note Cosmetic hamper to give you away as well, worth €150. Euros. So if you fancy playing Playing partners under pressure, just text your details to 51552. Now, Rachel Cook is still with me, and we're doing all the sex and relationship problems that took place over Christmas and now need some remedying. Rachel, the next one I have for you, right, is it's actually it's it's a really interesting one because it it deals with kind of an age gap as well. Someone texted in and said, I'm a woman and my girlfriend's a good bit older than me. She's 40 and I'm 30. We've been together for four years. As part of our chats about what we want this year, she shared that she really wants us to have a child and the sooner the better. I was surprised to find I felt a lot of panic and dread. I think I do want to be a parent, but not anytime soon. How do we navigate this, given that there's not much time if she's going to be the one to carry the child, which she wants to, or even if it's me, but I don't feel ready yet? How long do we wait? Oh, this one's really tough. You know, you're going to need to have a number of conversations, I'd say, and really discuss what is important to both of you about having and raising a child or children. Also, what might need to happen for you to feel more ready, um, either for her to bear the child or potentially for you. You know, I would say in some ways it's really fortunate that you have a choice about who carries the baby because obviously many couples don't. Yeah. Um, But it can sometimes be incredibly difficult to decide because there's just so many factors. So really here we're talking about, you know, the question of can you negotiate and compromise to a degree that neither of you is going to feel really resentful or would it be better to break up if, for instance, through those conversations, you recognize that you're not going to feel ready either for her to have a baby or or for, for you to carry it um, for many years, in which case that might feel like too high a risk for her to wait because, you know, you still might not feel ready at that at the time when you've said that you will. Um, and she might feel very resentful then that she could have found another partner to have a baby with. Um, if that's something that she definitely really wants for her life. So I would say, you know, it's probably going to be most important to discuss what it is about having and raising a child, because I find that a lot of people 
don't really, you know, it's just assumed, it's still assumed that people will just have children. And, you know, although we're seeing more and more people choosing to be child free for different reasons and mm. also people who haven't cho cho chosen to be um, childless or child free, but they are, you know, talking about their experiences of that. Um, you know, there is still a societal assumption that you will have kids. And so I think really going into, um, you know, in is there a possibility that there are other ways for you to meet the kind of needs and sorts of experiences that you want to have through having a child without one? Because also there's the possibility that you decide to have a child and then it actually ends up being really difficult to have one mm. um you know either because of health issues or you know difficulty getting pregnant or whatever it is yeah. um so you know i would say it's not the be all and end all to just decide the timing it's you know having open dialogue about you know, kind of how you will manage different situations. Of course, you're not going to be able to, you know, project yourself into the future and mind read every single possible eventuality. Mm. But it sounds like more conversations. And you might find that working with um, a therapist on this could be helpful if you're finding that it's just really hurtful or contentious, or you find that one or both of you really shuts down, mm. then it might be really helpful to have someone to be able to kind of, you know, guide you and give you sort of prompts of questions and also support you at times where that feels particularly sort of sticky or or you know difficult or painful or you're just not really sure what it is that you think and you feel that they can give you some um you know support in that so that's what I'd suggest for that one brilliant finally Rachel right at the start of the show we were talking about Selena Gomez heading off on a holiday with uh, yeah. Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz, right? So we were talking about being worst phrase ever, but like third wheel. But also we were yeah, kind of yeah. talking about throuples and stuff like that as well. So this is like, this is a throuple question. So me and my partner ended up having a threesome with my best friend on New Year's. It's never happened before and it was really great. I've realised I quite fancy her and me and my partner have never discussed having an open relationship before. I want to pursue it, but I'm worried it could damage my friendship with my best friend as well as ruin my relationship. How can I address this with both of them? That's oh, from Selena so Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> Being as open as possible, you know, I would say probably you know, you can be having these conversations concurrently, but I would say, you know, addressing this with your partner and saying, okay, wow, that was a surprise, but also I had a really good time mm. and, you know, express your kind of fears about what might happen. And also, you know, do be clear that you would be interested in pursuing this and, and get there. You know, they might not have a huge amount to say yet on it if it only literally happened a few days ago, um, yeah. but also they might have loads to say on it. And so I would say being open to what comes your way that might change over the course of the next few days because especially if this is the first time you know probably emotions are quite high or you know one or both of you might be feeling a bit closed off and find it difficult to talk about because you're worried about upsetting each other um so I would just say you know however the conversation starts now about it it might actually be very different in a few days or weeks time so just you know kind of take it with a pinch of salt as to what you're feeling right now um but that it's great to start that dialogue because it might mean that you decide that you would like to enter into something more casual with your best friend mm. um uh, it might be that you enter into something separately with her that doesn't include your partner potentially mm. and that might also mean that you're then saying that your partner um you know you, you agree that your partner also has the opportunity to be able to connect with someone else so that it feels more equal or maybe um, your partner feels fine with with that not happening and it just being that you have some sort of separate time um, with your with your best friend. 
um, you know, kind of sexually or romantically or whatever. Or it might be that you actually all speak together about this as well and decide that you would, yeah, you would like maybe to try out some sort of throuple kind of situation, in which case there'll be quite a lot of organising to be done with that, because depending on how long you've been with your partner, you know, your relationship might be very established. Yeah. And so if you're all sort of new to this, it can feel a bit um, all over the shop to begin with when you're try- trying to work out how you communicate with each other, how much time you spend with each other, how you tell each other about the time that you spend together, whether you spend time, you know, separately together, all of those things. And so, again, someone like a poly coach or, you know, a kind of therapist who's well versed in non-monogamy, of which there are increasingly more these days, um, that might be a really good idea to have someone who can help you navigate this because it's not necessarily easy. And as this person has said, it can be quite, you know, you can be fearful that you're going to damage or end relationships and friendships with people which obviously you don't want but that the fear doesn't mean that it's not worth pursuing or at least taking steps to see what it might like because you can always put um different sort of um you know sort of protection in place so that you still are able to say look this is getting too complicated or messy or whatever and so we're just going to step back but still be able to maintain you know something like the relationship that we had before it's a great excuse to use your 2023 brand new diary that's going to change your life anyway, isn't it, for the logistics. Rachel, you're so good. A legend as always. Rachel Cook is on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook. If you want to send her something, your sex and relationship dilemmas, do remember anything you send may end up on air. You can contact the team here 24-7, Jen at rt.e. Rachel, happy new year. Thanks so much. Back to you. We'll chat See to ya. you soon. We'll be straight back after this. Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9. On 2FM.